Now listen, what I'm going to share with you today is so dear to my heart. It's very, very important. And I pray to God that God will give you understanding and that you will accept. I personally believe that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, today, if I didn't learn this one thing. I have learned to hear God's voice and to obey when he tells me. Sometimes it's so casual, but I know this is the Lord. Because of this one secret I want to share with you today. It's so, so important. It's not a very deep message, but it's very, very important. Your life and what will happen to your life could depend on what you do with this message. Because after I discovered this, and I insist on practicing what I've learned from the Word of God, things changed in my life. I was doing things that ministers that I knew couldn't do. I wasn't a preacher then because of this one secret. And I want to share that with you today. Amen? It's a very powerful one. It's taking the same message, but the fourth one, living according to the, the Spirit. Father, I just thank you, minister to us today by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me let you know this. Just like Jesus was the head when he was here physically on the earth, and he was in control of what God was doing at that time on the earth, there is one person that is in control, just like Jesus. He, is, he has absolute control over everything that is happening in the church today. And if you do anything in God, if anybody gets saved, if there is any miracle, it's coming from him. He is called the Holy Spirit. He is not an it. He's a person. He is in charge today. Jesus said, it's better for you that I go. If I don't go, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, your Helper will not come. You need Him. If I stay with you, He won't come. If I go, it will come. Jesus says, it's better for you that I go. I know you like my presence. You want to be where you can touch me. But I'm telling you, it's better for you if I go because when I leave, the Holy Spirit will come. And he'll be with you. He's, uh, he won't stop teaching. He's going to replace me. He's going to be teaching you things. There are things I want to share with you. You can't handle them now. But when he comes, he knows how to make you so you can handle them. He's called the Holy Spirit. Every Christian should be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't care what they're saying out there. This is not a religion. It's about a person named Jesus Christ who died for us. To make his Holy Spirit available to us. <laughs> I have said this. A holy man doesn't need the Holy Spirit. By himself he's already holy. <laughs> the Holy Spirit comes into you to make you holy. Because some people say, well, I don't think I can receive the Holy Spirit. I'm too bad. You're a good candidate. Amen. <laughs> You're a good candidate. 
Because until He comes into you, you cannot be holy. He is the Holy Spirit. We're not holy. We need the Holy Spirit to make us holy. So if I'm feeling like I'm not holy, well, I need something to make me holy. And it's the Holy Spirit that's going to make you holy. So everyone is a candidate. You can receive if you want to. God has made it available. Jesus died to make the Spirit available to all who believe in Him. So that you can do the works that Jesus Himself did. And not be afraid. You know, I was reading about this young man that got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. And his pastor said, these signs that we do, that Jesus, that Jesus said, these signs that I do, you can do. You can raise the dead, you can cleanse the lepers, you can heal the sick. He went to pastor and said, Pastor, are you really saying that Jesus said, you can heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and raise the dead? Pastor said, yes. And we can do that? He, pastor said, yes. He said, Pastor, have you done it? Pastor said, no. And he said, <laughs> But he wasn't discouraged. He said, Pastor, can I do it? Pastor said, yes. So the next day, he got his bicycle. And from about 9 o'clock in the morning, he was going from door to door, asking, is anybody dead in your house? And they said, no. And he went to the other house and said, do you have any dead person here? And they said, no. And somebody said, what's wrong with you? What do you want to do with the dead? He said, well, my pastor said I can raise them up. And so he got into this house. After about 4 o'clock in the evening, there was a dead person. And he said, he went in and he said, good, you're dead. You have a dead person here. I'm going to pray. So he got the little girl and he prayed. And after he prayed for this little girl to be raised from the dead, uh, nothing happened. So he prayed again. And he said the girl was even more dead than before I got in there. So he read the scriptures where the pastor had told him uh, Jesus raised the dead. And he saw that Jesus drove everybody away. So he told the family, I have to drive every one of you out of this place. So he drove all of them out. And he got the scripture, he read further. And he said, how did Jesus raise the dead? He says, Jesus said, damsel, arise. So he went back to them and said, what's the name of the girl? Because the girl in the Bible, her name is damsel. And so, so I've got to find out the name so I can raise this child from the dead. But he told them, i got to drive all of you out because Jesus said to drive all of you out of the house. And they obeyed him. So he went back and prayed using the God's name. And guess what happened? She came back alive. And he said, that's one of eight. And I'm thinking, God, I really need more. Amen. That's what this is all about. It's not a joke. God is still doing these things today. God still heals today. God still raises the dead today. If we would believe his word. The Bible says all things are possible. If we don't believe these things, then we are religion is as dead as the others. 
We have to believe this thing. And one of these days we're going to have a healing service here. And I believe God's going to heal. I don't have any fear on that. We'll do what God's called us to do. But you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So some people say, well, I know some people who have received the Holy Spirit, but they are as powerless as the rest of us. You're right. The reason is because they don't know the power of tongues. Praying in other tongues. When I discovered this, probably in 1981 or 82 back then, that this is what I really needed. I had stopped praying in tongues for a while after I got filled because the devil was able to convince me that this may not be of God. I decided if he kills me, I will pray in tongues. And I set up my time one hour every day I spent praying in tongues. It's so important that we realize this. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Every time you speak in tongues, you step out of the natural into the supernatural. You can't explain tongues. It's supernatural. You want to be and live in the supernatural, pray in tongues. Because praying in tongues is not natural. It's not a language that you learn. It's a supernatural thing. And I tell you, Moses spent time with God, amen, for 40 days. And when he came out, that was reflected on him. His body shone. That's the way it is. If you spend much time in God's presence, speaking in tongues in the supernatural, your life will never be the same. I know that. The spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. If you will give yourself to that, watch out what's going to happen with your life. I don't care who you are. Even if you just got saved today, spend two hours, stay for one month, and watch what God's going to be doing. Your life will be transformed. When I listen, and I listen to all these great men of God, John G. Lake, he said, the secret of my ministry, tongues, when he finally received. That was the secret. John G. Lake was in, was in South Africa when they were dying of a plague. And they formed in the mouth as they died. And if you're, that, that form gets in your body, that's it. You're going to die. And the people came from Great Britain, from the Queen, to help their colony. And John G. Lake, he knew uh, Seymour, William Seymour and all of those people. Too. We're talking about the early 1900s. But the, the doctors were afraid because they saw him burying the people and touching them. They said, you're going to die. He said, no. And they said, hey, you crazy, man. <laughs> you can't do this because they had all their stuff and all their gloves and he was doing it, touching the people. And he said, take the foam from the dead one, the one that you know is really alive. Put that foam on my hand. And take, take from that foam. Now go and check your microscope. They did every single dead when he came from his hand. And John G. Lake said, the secret of my ministry, the greatness that today among Pentecostals is one of the greatest. Tongues, when you receive the Holy Spirit. You cannot overlook this. You need to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now in Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 9, it says, God said for then, 
I will restore a pure language. For then I will restore to the people a pure language that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. For then, this was Old Testament, God says, for then I will restore to the peoples, that not just one people, all nations, a pure language that they, all of them, may call that's prayer. You know, when you call upon the name of the Lord, prayer. How would they call upon Him? With the pure language. If our language was pure in God's sight, why is He saying this? And what do you mean by a pure language? That they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve Him, how? With one accord. And I'm going to submit to you the pure language God is talking about here in tongues. That's what God wants you to call upon Him and to serve Him, every one of us. And then we have people disallowing it and the church is so weak because they won't accept what God says. We need to accept this. Now, in in Acts chapter 1, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that's verse 1, when the day of Pentecost were fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And then the Holy Spirit come, came and filled them. And here God saying in Zephaniah that he will restore. And he did it on that day. They were all in one accord. The Holy Spirit came and a powerful church was born. Amen. You see, God has something with language. Animals don't have language. I will restore a pure language. Animals don't have language. They can make signs and water, make noise and all of that. Only spirit beings, only spirit beings use language. There is research, people studied animal language for a while, but somebody says they don't really have it. Because when you have language, you come from your thoughts and everything, your emotions, you express, right? Animals can't do that. (laughs) They don't have language. Only spirit beings have language. God, he speaks and understands every language on the earth. Amen? God does. He speaks language. If God's going to speak to an African, he's not going to be speaking American English. (laughs) Excuse me. He is speaking their language. Only spirit beings, human beings, speak in language. Angels, they are spirit beings. They also speak language. They use language. Only spirit beings do that. The devil understands every language on the earth. (laughs) Because if he's going to tempt you, if he's tempting uh, uh, somebody from... uh, Saudi Arabia that only speaks the, uh, the Arabic language and is going to tempt him in English, the guy won't be tempted, right? He's got to tempt him in his own language. So demons also speak, they understand and they know all the languages. Now, the only language that they can understand, guess what is this? Tongues. 
they can't understand it. They don't know what you're saying. It's between you and your heavenly father. And it's a pure language. Going straight to God Almighty. You spend one hour doing that, communicating with God in the spirit, in the supernatural, your life will change. That's why people are so powerless as Christians. I don't like praying in the natural language too much. At a time in my life when I discovered this, I didn't want anybody to tell me to pray openly because I didn't know how to do that. I did everything in tongues for the most part. And then God started showing me things. You, you open and God started speaking to you. And I, could, I, I remember as God spoke to me, I wrote that thing down in 1998. Uh, and that was 1998. In the year 2000, I had Dr. M.B. He was traveling with me and he got a hold of the book where I'd written things. And he had traveled with me as a minister from church to church. And he had seen everything, most things written in that piece of paper or the book. He had seen it with his own eyes as he traveled with me. What God was doing, the miracles and everything. And he said, Brother Goodluck, when did you write this? I turned around because I was praying in the morning. And he was reading that. I turned around and I said, MB, the date is on there. He said, you mean you, read this, you wrote this thing in 1998? I said, yes. It was 2000. How? It just comes to you. The natural for the Christian is the supernatural. Amen. <laughs> it's supposed to be natural for you. And everybody can do this. Believe me, if I can, I started off very scared in... And some of my Christian friends back home, when I went back as a minister, they were still thinking of me the way they knew me then. And they wouldn't even let me preach in their church. They said, I'm really worried. But then once they saw the miracles, they changed their tone. <laughs> Amen. Because God can transform you and fill you with boldness. When you do this, the power of language. Let me read in Genesis chapter 11, verse 6 to 8. It says, and the Lord said, indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Why? Language. Language. They had one language, and they were in one accord. And you can't stop them. I wish a pastor, as a pastor, I wish I can get the whole of Acts Fellowship. Let's come in here one day and spend time praying in tongues from maybe 9 and don't quit until about 12. You watch out what's going to happen. But generally, because the flesh, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. When you mention that, uh, you have a few people in church on that day. <laughs> but I wish you got every Christian all over the world. And watch what God will do. And I really believe that if they are doing it, while they are doing that, there may be dead people around them. They do just stand up on their own. Because the Holy Spirit will come down. It says, God said in verse 7, Come, let us go down and there confuse their language. 
that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Notice what God used to accomplish his purpose. Language. Language. Words. God himself couldn't stop them. He only had one trick in his bag that would stop that project. Language. He used language to scatter them. But today, God is using the same trick. Amen? Tongues to bring people back to him. Amen? The same language. And you can receive that if you want. There's so much power in praying in the spirit. In the spirit, You need to know that. I'm never going to stop speaking this in our church. Not because we are Pentecostal church. It's because I want God's people to be blessed. Sometimes you can be speaking in tongues and God will tell you, Son, be quiet. I want to talk to you. Usually I tell him, Yes, sir. Uh, give me some time to get my, my book and my pen. And he does. And then I sit there and those words just come. And I write as fast as I could. And then when I'm through, I read through. I'm amazed at what I've written. And they come to pass. I still have them. My wife will tell you, they come to pass. That's why I don't have to run looking for anybody to do anything to me. I know the God that I serve. How? I prayed in tongues. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. That's the secret. You want a secret? That's the secret. There's no other secret. The Holy Spirit will teach you the secrets of God. He knows everything. He searches the deep things. And he will reveal them to you. He will speak them to you. That's where the key is. And if you pray in tongues, even if you're sick. When I'm sick, and I feel sick sometimes. Sometimes, especially when I was in Africa, I did everything. And then one day, because you just don't feel like praying. But I decided I was going to pray in tongues. It was painful because I wasn't feeling good. But by the time I got through, uh, it's time to feel a little better. (laughs) This is so powerful. Again, I'm telling you, once you open your mouth and you start speaking in tongues, you just stepped out of the natural into the supernatural. Tongues is supernatural. Think about it. You, people are looking for the supernatural stuff. You get it. Use it. You already have it. Don't wait for anything. That's where to start. That's where God started with the disciples. After they got the, the tongues, and I'm coming to this, it's so important. I'm going to share with you. It's so important. You can be so great. And I want you to be. I really want you to be. To take over my job. Amen. <laughs> I will be glad when God is using me. No competition. I just want God to do this in your life. It's so important. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. He's speaking directly to God. He says, for no man understands him. No one understands him, including the man who is speaking. If you are a man, you cannot understand what is being spoken. Because it's not your business. We are speaking to God. Amen. 
He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking mysteries. Everything about God is shrouded in mysteries. Everything. And God only reveals it to those who are seeking. That's why he says, knock and the door shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. When you seek, it opens up the mystery. But look at that scripture. You, when a man is speaking in tongues to God, the devils don't understand what is being said. And you're speaking directly to God. When it's coming from the Holy Spirit, God cannot ignore his Holy Spirit speaking out of you. Oh. He listens because it's the Holy Spirit. You have one hour with undivided attention from God because God is listening to his Holy Spirit speaking to you. And what you're saying is mysteries. He says he doesn't speak to God, to men. No one understands. But what you're saying is mysteries. You're speaking mysteries. Does God need to hear mysteries coming from my mouth? Am I going to tell God something that he doesn't know? So what's the purpose of me speaking mysteries to God? Was it for God's benefit? No, it's for your benefit. To teach you. And to build you up. To download those mysteries into your own spirit. So that you can be a different man. If any man is in Christ, it's a new creature, right? The old is gone. And all things become new. I have so much faith in this. And I encourage you as a church. It's not hard to receive the Holy Spirit. It's so easy. That's not the issue. It's what you do with the Holy Spirit. That's what, where, the, the thing, where the, the matters is. It's not being filled with the Holy Spirit. I have never had trouble with that. If you have understanding, you can speak in tongues. You can be saved today in crusades overseas in the United States. You can be saved today. I just pray with them and they receive the Holy Spirit. But I'm not concerned about it. Nothing happens. You still remain the same. It's what you do with the gift. Somebody can give you a Cadillac and you still decide to keep driving your Pinto. That's your problem. Breaking down every corner you drive and saying, well, I I hate this Pinto. It breaks down everywhere, but I have a Cadillac at home. Let me see the Cadillac. Amen. Drive and ride well. So the mysteries you're speaking, they're not for God. There for you. In verse 4, it says, He who speaks in the tongue edifies himself. When you speak it in tongues, you edify yourself. When you prophesy in church, you prophesy for people to be edified. In other words, when you speak, you are speaking to build them up. But when you speak in tongues, you are building your own self up. That's the mystery. The word edify, synonym for the word edify means to enlighten. So when you speak in tongues, in spiritual things, you are, without you knowing, you are enlightening yourself. Another word is instruct yourself. Another word is inform yourself. Faith comes by 
hearing. You are teaching yourself. That's what that word means, edify. You are teaching yourself. You don't need pastor. That's why John said, you don't need, you have the anointing in you, and he teaches you all things. You don't need anybody to teach you. It doesn't mean fire your pastor, but it means uh, you can receive from the Holy Spirit. Amen. You edify yourself. You are instructing yourself. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you are being taught as you speak in tongues by the spirit, you are instructing yourself. Your faith should grow, right? You can have strong faith. Right? You want to know how that is? Well, I'm glad you asked. I don't know one. <laughs> In Jude 1.20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. How do you do that? Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. That's how you get to be strong inside. You can pray to the point where in your mind, nothing is hard to do anymore. I remember years ago, spending those time praying, and then one morning I woke up, and my wife will remember, I told her, for some reason, I had been working on this thing in my head, and I decided, I told Angela, I said, Angela, I believe I can open the eyes of the blind and, and, and open deaf ears. That was my good morning because I, but I just got up and I was telling her that. And she said, you can do it, the Holy Spirit. I said, yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's just like, where did you come up with that strange stuff you're talking about? But by the grace of God, when I had the opportunity, I was waiting. And when I had the that was before I went into ministry. When the time came and I had my opportunity, just like the man who was saying the name is Damsel, I decided to put my finger in the ears just like Jesus did. I was so excited about this. And everybody in church was watching to see what was going to happen. And I, I, I yelled at the demon, uh, come out. And I did this. And the person said, yes. And everybody started clapping. And I said, that's wonderful. Spirit, you can do the same thing. Amen? It's not the man. It's him. He's him. He wants to use every one of That's why I believe I am. Because I want to let people know that lay people can do the same. Amen? You can do it. But you need to make this sacrifice. You need to sow. You need to give yourself to God. Look at this scripture. It says, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. So anytime you pray and you understand what you're saying, <laughs> you are not praying in the spirit. You may be praying inspired prayer. <laughs> if you understand what you're saying, according to the scripture, it's not spirit prayer. Right? That's what it says. So tongues is really not for manifestation in church. For tongues and interpretation, that's part of it. But really, it's for prayer. That's what Paul said. If I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What do I do then? Paul says, I will pray with the spirit, I will, which means speak in tongues, and I will pray with your understanding. That's speaking English. And I will sing in tongues, and I will also sing with the understanding. You decide what you want to do. It's up to you. I will. It's your call. 
But I like what Paul says, and this is where I'm going to end this morning. It's so important. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18 and 19, he says, I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. It says, yes, in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding than 10,000 words in tongues. So in church, Paul doesn't speak in tongues. That's what he's saying. Paul doesn't speak in tongues much in church at all. But he knows to speak in tongues. He said, I speak in tongues more than every one of you. And the Corinthian Christians were so excited about the gift of the Holy Spirit. When they got to church, they wouldn't let the preacher speak. They would just be speaking in tongues. Paul said, I do that more than every one of you. And he does that. I believe since it's written in the scripture, there's never been one man that's spoken in tongues more than Paul. Prayed in tongues more than Paul. I believe that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be written in scripture. Because when he says, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than every one of you, that's forever settled. There's never going to be another man that's lived this earth, that's lived on this earth, that's spoken in tongues more than Paul. Same question. Who had the greatest revelation of all men? Did you get it? Who had the greatest revelation? Think about it. You want secret? Here is the secret. Here's the secret. He didn't do it 10,000 words. That's a lot of words, right? He did that at home. He did that at home. Between him and his God. In church, he'll speak just to build them up. But at home, he builds himself up. Speaking in tongues. This is the secret. That every Christian should know. And I'm willing, I'm very glad to let you know. You know. That this is what it takes. Is the Holy Spirit. He's until he reveals something to you. You are in ignorance. And you cannot be blessed. My people perish for lack of knowledge. No understanding. You need to understand. First Corinthians 2. 9-12. It says. But as it is written. I has not seen. Nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of men, of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Nobody knows. But God has revealed them to us. How? Through his spirit. Not through a teacher. Through his spirit. Question, how do you get the spirit to teach you? The mystery. Amen? Coming out of your mouth. I pray that God will give you understanding today. Especially those of you that have received. Your lives could be changed. Totally. If you do, do those that do more of it, watch what's going to happen to them. God reveals it through the Spirit to us. God has revealed this. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him, even so 
No one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, that's very important. Now, we have received. Say it with me. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given us. How do you know? By the Spirit. No other way. The teacher can teach and continue to teach until he's blue in the face. I'll never get that way. And nothing will happen. Because the Spirit has to teach you. So I encourage you today, if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, seek to be filled. Don't limit what God created you to do in this life when you have the opportunity to have the power in you to accomplish and you decided not to because of fear. Take this. We're not talking religion. I'm speaking to you from the word of God. You can have that today. Receiving the gift is not the issue. It's what you do with the gift that matters. If you are satisfied, stay where you are. But everyone who is thirsty, Jesus said, come. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Bow your heads with me this morning. You know, the Holy Spirit is only given to those who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. The Spirit is not given to those who haven't. So if you haven't made Jesus your Lord and your Savior, you can make Him Lord and Savior of your life today by just saying yes to Him. And once that's taken place, He comes into your life. And then you will become a candidate to receive the Holy Spirit. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I need you to pray with me. I want Jesus in my life. I want him to be the Lord of my life. Every head bow. All eyes closed. You're here today. You need Jesus. You're saying, I need Jesus to be the Lord. I want, I want to go after him. Let me see your hand. Put your hand up quickly and put it back down. Thank you. Any, we have more here. Now, how about those who want to dedicate themselves totally to searching, going after God? If that's you, put your hand up quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Now, for every one of you, you can receive the Holy Spirit and God can fill you. Stand up with me, church. I started this message by saying, as far as I know, the greatest revelation I've received, and God has shown me a lot, this is it. This is it, nothing more. You need wisdom, this is it. You need healing, this is it. You can receive the Holy Spirit. We're willing to help. We'll stay with you until you receive. We'll be patient with you. And God will give you his Holy Spirit. But what you do with that, the gift, that's your business. But I encourage you, today, 
We're all starting at the same place today. If you're willing, you will eat of the good of the land. That's what the Bible says. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord today. And I'm going to pray for those that lifted their hands. God, you saw those hands lifted up. I believe right now because they acknowledge their need for you. They have accepted you as their Lord and their Savior. And their name is written in the book of life. Would you all say with me, Lord Jesus, especially those that receive, wanting to receive Christ, say with me, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died on the cross for me. You were buried. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. You are alive again. And I ask you into my heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that, believe me, you are a Christian. Your name is written in the book of life. Now all you need, just like the apostles did, seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. For power to do what God has called you to do. For some of us, that power could be power for business. Amen? For some of us, it's to walk in the church. Whatever it is. But if you have this gift, God can really use the gift to show you, go this way, son. Don't go this way, daughter. That's who to talk to. I'm sending somebody to you. Listen to him. That's how the spirit works. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to him today and give him thanks. Thank him because you are a believer. Thank him because you know you can receive or have received the Holy Spirit. Father, here we are before you today. We thank you for your love. And God, I'm so grateful that you, you taught me this lesson years ago. A fearful young man unsure of everything spiritual but you opened my eyes oh God and you helped me to see and by your grace you walked in me and gave me the confidence that you've given me today and I'm so grateful I pray the same for every member of our church because I believe they would do great things they are able to position themselves for fruitfulness, for greatness. I pray for our young people, though, that you will use them all over this land, that they will become great, unafraid of anyone, using the things that you've given to them. Baptize us, a precious God, with your Holy Spirit. Could you say that with me? Baptize us afresh with your Holy Spirit, O oh God. Thank you, Father. We know you're faithful. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. If you need a prayer, please, Pastor Andy, Angela, will be here. You can come and meet with us.